Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Welcome to International Christian Center in San Leandro, California. Here's today's message from Pastor Michael Moore. Heavenly Father, great and powerful Master, we come before you today saying thank you, Lord. Lord God, we've been walking with you all week and sharing with you and caring with you all week, but we come rejoicing for this opportunity together with our sisters and brothers and those who will soon be our sisters and brothers. We thank you, Lord God, for a set-aside time where we can come and be with you Thank you, Lord, even for the trouble last week. Because in that trouble, some things got burned away. You've kept us. You've been mighty, mighty good. Now today, Lord God, we ask that you would open hearts and open minds and open souls that we might drink richly from the wells of thy holy and righteous word. Lord God, use me as an instrument in your orchestra of love. And we pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Yeah. All right. Now, we've already had the uh, children leave, and that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, um, we, ICC uh, is uniquely blessed to have Pastor Stephen and Portia Sumner as our pastors. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. For you see, um, all across the country and all across the globe, the world is searching, Pastor Terrence, for uh, men and women who have both a pastor's heart and pastoral skills. Well, we have that here, and we need not take that for granted. So uh, we say, Pastor Portia, Pastor Steve, we know you're working uh, in the vineyard today, but we're glad and we rejoice in having you as our pastors. Um, I, uh, my wife uh, told me to not say too much about her. So I'm going to just say, uh, I got sunshine on a cloudy day when it's cold outside. I got the month of May. I'm going to stop right there. Oh, I, but anyway, glory to God, glory to God. Now, today, um, this is grown-up stuff. Um, I thank God for Facebook and Instagram. But if the kiddies are watching, you may want to uh, send them to something else. We're going to deal with some mature stuff today, Captain Ernie. And, and uh, I make no apologies because in some places, they're getting some of this stuff into third grade. So we make no apologies for uh, going to God's word to see what he has to say to us today. Does everybody have an outline? 
No, no, no. Okay, we have some more. I know we do. Bless God. Bless God. Well, we'll, we'll get it to you. Uh, now, are, are we up on the screen? Amen. Because somebody, can we put the text up on the screen? Are we there? We got it there. We not, are we going to have it up there today? No? Okay. All right. It's back there. Okay, so you got to stay with me. Are you with me? Who's up? Is that? Is that? That is Shara. Shara, wave your hand. Oh, there you go. Okay, baby. All right. All right. I couldn't see you. You was focused. Amen. Stay with me on the, on the slides because I'm going to be going back and forth uh, to the scripture. All right. All right. Are you with me? All right. All right. Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the text. Uh, is there? All right. Second Kings. Better put on my glasses. Is that all right? Second Kings, the sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse. One day, the group of the prophets that Elisha was in charge of complained to him. The place where we live is too small. Give us permission to go to the Jordan and cut down some trees so that we can build a place to live in. All right, Elisha answered. One of them urged him to go with them. He agreed, and they set out together. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began to work. As one of them was cutting down a tree, suddenly his iron axe head fell in the water. What shall I do, sir? He exclaimed to Elisha. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? Elisha asked. The man showed him the place and Elisha cut off a stick and threw it in the water and made the axe head float. Take it out, he ordered, and the man reached down and picked it up. I want to talk about for a little while today, encounter with grace. Are you going to help me? Encounter with grace. Now, I want you to picture uh, in your mind a football stadium with 50,000 folk in the stand, Brother John, and, and the football field, and then you as the quarterback on that field football stadium, and then I want you to think about the world being in a situation where they have no end zones. Many of us are living our life as if we don't know what we're running to. Because somewhere, even in the church, we thought that we should have a Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que Sarah, Sarah. 
But that should not be the position of Christians as it relates to having some goals. Now, let's go back to the scripture. There's some things I want to highlight. All right, all right. It, it, it said uh, um, there in the seventh verse, the place where we live is too small. And I want you to write down uh, uh, on your outline, I need to assess my situation. Every Christian ought to have some goals. Now, now, where, where we run into problems is that we, glory, are on the field, but we are listening too much to the 50,000 folk in the stands and forgetting where the end zone is. These young prophets, and I'm so glad that the prophet didn't say, you're thinking too big. That's not holy. You're too caught up in your stuff. You do not find that in the text. Elisha does not condemn these prophets for wanting something better than what they had. Are you with me? So we need to be very careful that we're not listening more to the folk in the stands. Now, there's two dangers about not having goals. Because, you see, <laughs> glory, if we're in the stadium, we can fool around and start thinking that our place is in the luxury box. We can start thinking, I want to be a little closer to the field. If I was on the field, I would have did it like this. And we can get depressed because the folk in the stands are booing us. When sometimes the folk who are booing us are booing us because they're all wrong. And we can start living our life for likes and trying to get the crowd to like us when the crowd can flip on you just like that. And some of us don't even realize we're playing in the wrong stadium. And we're trying to get folk who don't love us and don't care to cheer about us when all they can do is boo. So now I want to recommend today, and I pray that today will be a transformation day in every one of our lives. I want to recommend today that each of us get some goals. Glory, know what a touchdown looks like to you. I said I wasn't going to talk too much about my wife, but just a little, just a little. The way, and I recommend this for anybody that's single, male or female. Make you a list of what you want in a wife or a husband. Go into detail in these areas. I'm going to talk about some grown stuff, but I'm going to save you three divorces. Make a list. Check it twice. And in those areas, I'm glad you're getting this. You're getting this? All right. You, you're getting this? You're getting it. Know what you want in a wife spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. If she want to have five kids and you want one and a half, you better know it. If you are required to have a big house on the hill, five bedroom, four and a half bath, and they in a studio, you better know it. 
You better make a list. You better have some goals. You better know where the end zone is. Most of us have seen that football play where the fella was running toward the wrong end zone. Some of us are running full speed toward the wrong end zone. Now, I believe this is on your outline. After you get your goals, do this with them. I'm going to get ready to save you a headache and three bankruptcies. Once you have your goals, get permission from God to pursue your goals. Now, some of you work in construction. And glory, before you build some stuff, you need, Brother John, a permit. And the reason you need a permit, Brother Pat, is so that it will be built, our glory, up to standards. You need to, when you get your goals and you start building, get a permit from God. Oh, somebody ought to say hallelujah. You need a construction permit. When you're building your life, when you're trying to get it together, when you're doing what God do, they said they ask permission. They ask permission. And we need to ask permission from God. But glory, because what this does, glory, when you know where your end zone is, when you say yes to that, guess what? You say no to everything else. Brother Rick, if the end zone is that away, then I don't need to go to the left or to the right. I don't need to be wondering and worrying about what's going on in the stands, what's going on in the luxury box, what the TV folk are saying about me, what they're tweeting and all that about me, because I know the end zone is there. Are you hearing me? When I have permission from God, then I need to know the place. Now, let me tell you, some of us are looking for love in all the wrong places. A touchdown for me is not at the crack house. A touchdown for me is not Shabiqua on a pole at the strip club. A touchdown for me is not a half a gallon of Cavassier. That's up in the stands. Might be 50,000 of them, but the end zone is that away. Repeat after me the end zone is that away. The Bible over and over again said, don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right. Where is it? You that away. Now, brothers, glory. I don't care how much you like sex. Yeah, and, and sex is not evil. Matter of fact, it's mighty good. But God wants to issue you a permit. And if you don't have a permit, when the storm comes, it can blow your house away. So it's not at Shabiqua's house. Go home. I tell folk all the time, Reverend Franklin, and my car is so used to going home, it go home when I got somewhere else to go. I'll be, I'll be almost in the door and say, I got to go to the cleaners. Because I make that turn and then I make that turn and I take that turn off and I go that away. So, Glory, what is the place 
for you to fulfill your goals and then, uh-oh, buckle up. Who's on your team? Partnership. Permission, place, partnership. It's there. But thank you, God, for the slides. Thank, thank you. You want it. That's good. I like that. Now, now, now we, can, we can chop some wood. We need God's permission. We need God's place. Where is your lumber that's going to build what you need? Is it, it, I have some suggestions for where to go get your lumber. First, at your house. Quit doing all these repairs at other folks' house. Quit, look, brothers, quit trying to fix other folks' wives, other folks' sisters, other folks' auntie. Go home and work on yours. I had to tell a brother this week, put, Lord, thank you, Lord, put your wife in your schedule. Because the data says that most husbands only spend 15 minutes a week in directed conversation with their wife. 15, not 15 hours, 15 minutes. So, so my wife, she's she getting used to me now. I will mute the commercial. When I first started doing it, she said, I want to hear it. Why are you doing it? I say, because I want to hear you. I'm focused. And, and brothers, your wife needs that. But and, and when you know where the end zone is, it lets you know not to run. Are you spending more time talking to some other woman than your wife? And brothers, before you get married, you better be sure that you can talk to her before and after the other stuff. Because your wife is not just a trophy to put on the shelf. Your team. Okay, so now, your, your, your God's partnerships team. Who, do you have somebody on your team that's trying to tackle you? Every time you with them, they tell you 99 reasons you can't score. And then just soon as you get going, they drag you into sin. You, you wouldn't think about no weed until they came over. I got these new blue zigzags. You wasn't thinking about no liquor until they came by. Ooh, they got another flavor of Southern comfort. You wasn't thinking about no hoochies until they came by. Ooh, they opened a new strip club. They got three poles. You wasn't, but they, but they, you think they're on your team, but they're always tackling you. You need to cut them. Dismiss them. Because they're not helping you score for Jesus. Now, you need, and you need to get some. You need to get, and, and, and I hope some faces are coming to your mind. You need somebody that is on your team spiritually. Every one of us needs somebody who we can call and pray. I know Brother Carlos will pray for me instant. Quicker than quick, faster than right now. I know Brother Pat. He'll come alongside me, and he'll say, he'll say, Pastor Mike, it's going to be all right. <laughs> you need somebody spiritually who will reach out to you and help you. You need them on your team. Why? Because the enemy's going to try to tackle you. You need somebody mentally. When is the last time you read a book about how to do what you're supposed to do? 
You need somebody who's going to help sharpen your mind, who's going to give you some thoughts and some ideas and some concepts that are going to help you score. You need somebody on your team physically. Um, thank you, but I know how to eat cheesecake. I need to learn how to eat kale. Quit pushing that extra crispy thigh. I don't, when that wing stop, I can't fly at wing stop. No 20 flavors of wings. That's not, the, I don't need nobody pushing. <laughs> Biggest pusher in my neighborhood is McDonald's. And so this is going to help somebody. I might have shared this with you before. Let me share it again. Picture a pile of powdered cocaine on the table. Don't start twitching. Picture a pile of flour on the table, white flour. Picture a pile of sugar on the table, white sugar. You need to know all of those are equally addictive. You can get so high on fried chicken, you won't even be hungry no more, and you'll eat the whole bucket. Why? Because that, and I didn't, I'm glad God gave it to me. I couldn't figure it out. The flower activates the same area of the brain as cocaine. The sugar, why would you eat a two-pound bag of gummy bears? It's because that sugar crack. Why would you eat a box of king-size Snickers? It's sugar crack. It's sugar crack. Why would you eat a four-decker German chocolate cake? It's sugar crack. And some of us, you wag a finger at a, at a dope fiend. Use a dope fiend. Just a different kind of powder. So you need somebody on your team, spiritually, mentally, physically. You also need somebody on your team financially. Go talk to some Christian folk that was bankrupt. Go talk to some folk that know how to save something. Start with a nickel. Start with something and learn God's stewardship. Start with the tithes. Because let me tell you a secret. If you, if you haven't learned how to be a hundred heir, some of us get a hundred dollars and go buck wild. God wants you to take ten dollars out of that hundred and put it aside. Get, and, and then God said, okay, they can handle a hundred. Then thousand. Next time you get a thousand dollar check, give God a hundred. All right. When I first started tithing, Sister Kelly, I'd come by the church in the middle of the week and drop my envelope off because I knew that wasn't going to make it to Friday. Mm-mm, no, buddy. I had brother, sister, Reverend Gingy, I had some other stuff on my agenda. So I was trying to live holy and trying to live right, so I wouldn't wait till Sunday because the money wasn't going to make it this Sunday. I'd go by and put it in the box. But you need somebody that tells you, God cannot lie. And, when, and God didn't have any trouble giving you a million dollars. If he know you're going to tithe 100000 
if he know you're going to find somebody to bless and, and not fill your swimming pool up with scotch and drive in. Glory to God. Get, 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 you, get, you, get you somebody on your team. Okay, so, but now, okay, um, buckle up. After we focus on our goals, in that text, they said, I have an axe, but it was borrowed. Can we, can we get back to the scripture and, and blow that up so they can see that borrow, blow that up? Can we blow that up? It was borrowed in the fifth verse at the end. It, it says, as one of them was cutting down a tree. Now, I, I, want, I want to underline something there. Underline that for me, Brother Joseph. Bless God. As one of them was cutting down a tree. We, as we are about our work, it says suddenly his iron axe head, circle that iron axe head. Now, I need to stop there because what is getting it done for you, somebody paid a price to get it. Iron doesn't just come out of the ground that way. Somebody dug it up, put it in the fire, shaped it and sharpened it, so that we could cut down what we cut down. Now, I want to tell you something that you may not have thought of. Somebody that gave you your gifts put a lot of time into it. Now, I, 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 I didn't realize this, Brother Pat, until I looked at an old picture of my mom and my dad. And I highly suggest that you look at a, one of those old pictures back in the day at your mom and dad. Let me tell you something you may have never thought of. There was a time when your father was the most handsome man on earth for at least about 15 minutes. Your mama was fine, fine, fine for at least about 15 minutes. And I look back at a picture of my mama. I say, my mama was fine. I say, my daddy was fine. That was a handsome, handsome man. And if I got any handsome left, it's because of them. Now, your gifts, your intelligence, your money, you learn that from somebody. You can think of a teacher that you really like. My Miss Nakaue, Jack Van Zant, Linnell Jennings. They took time to teach me some stuff, Sister Deborah, and J.L. Richards. E.K. Bailey, Caesar Clark, they took time to talk to me. I sat at their feet. My granddaddy, I'd go by there, he'd let me think I was going to beat him in dominoes. He'd ask me how much time I had left. I'd say, almost time to go. He'd say, well, it's time for your whooping. And he'd start whooping me unmercifully. He'd say, I'm getting ready to send you to the graveyard. i say, the graveyard? he said, that's where the bones are. And after he would thoroughly whoop me in dominoes to let me know I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, he would give me some tips that would help me and change my life. But that knowledge was borrowed. Now, you need to know every good thing about you, use it. And by the way, pretty ladies, don't be ashamed of your beauty. Keep it going. Keep it right. Keep it together. But know that it's borrowed. Brothers, if you have some muscles and you put in the time in the gym, every now and then, give them a gun show. <laughs> but know that it's borrowed. 
your smile. You better smile while you have some teeth. They're borrowed. Every good thing you have is borrowed. And I have some news for you, and I'm not trying to make you sad. It can be lost. Your money, your beauty, your intelligence, your spiritual power, and your time are gifts. But know this, and, keep, and I put it on the outline so you wouldn't lose it. Don't confuse stewardship with ownership. God has given me some things to take care of. My mind, my body, my spirit, my money. He has given it to me, but he expects me to have some goals that are approved by him and to take care of it because every good thing we have is borrowed. It is a borrowed axe and it can be lost. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm glad every one of you is here. You need to know, we need to take care of our stuff. Please, please take care of your body. My brother on his deathbed said, Mike, take care of your body. I didn't have any idea what he was talking about until my supercalifragilistic body started needing to go in for some tune-ups. When I, now, now sometimes I have aches so many places, I, do, I, I had to do a list of what parts of me to pray for. Brothers and sisters, it can be lost. It can be lost. Right now you might be a super genius, but all of us know some super geniuses. Now their brain is scrambled. And I'm, I'm wagging any finger at anybody who has had a nervous breakdown. Life can break you down. And your wonderful, beautiful mind can hurt so bad it says I quit. You're, you're, some of us remember when we used to pray and we used to come to church and we used to be strong. And some of us now, we won't even comb our hair. Some of us, want to, we've quit because we've forgotten where the end zone is and we've forgotten that everything we have is a gift and God expects us to take care of it. So, our goals, our gifts. Next slide, please. And, and the, the, the thing I want you to get out of this message because some of us need this encouragement. Some, some of us are, are right on the edge of quitting on everything in our life. We need to know, no matter how we lost it, it's lost, but God's grace is sufficient. Now get this, because some of us feel that only bad folk lose stuff. The scripture does not say that those boys did anything wrong. Now, you can lose it doing something wrong, or you can lose it while you're doing something right. I'm glad that the Bible is silent there, because no matter where we lost it, it can be redeemed. But we need to be very clear, the prophet asked, where did you lose it? Who, and I put it up there for you, who was there? What was you doing? Were you, were you at the motel, hotel, holiday inn when you lost it? Did you, lose, did, did you think it was going to stop at a joint? Nobody wakes up one day and says, I think I want to be a dope fiend. The, the flood that covered the whole earth began with a drop. 
Where did I lose it? It's some things that Pastor Mike doesn't touch, not because it's a sin, but because it's not going to help me get to my destiny in God. And so I need to know, what was it and then when was it? Again, if we're honest about it, some of us know, Friday between 9 at night and 1 in the morning, that's the devil zone. On the football field, they got something called the red zone. And that's where the enemy tries to score against you and where you ought to be scoring against them. But if some teams are real great between the 20s. But when it gets close to the end zone, the other team tightens up. And if we're not careful, we'll get weak and we won't score no matter how close we are. When was it? And we need to know at what point in our life did we flip off our goals and our gifts? And then where was it? There are some places now, Pastor Mike, I can go into a club now and I can sit there because now if I go in there, I change the atmosphere. But on January 20th, 1987, it was a long time before I went anywhere that I knew there was going to be a liquor bottle open. Because the smell would say, Mikey. And so you need to know where you lost it and not go there. Are you hearing me? And then, thank you, Lord, the stick. That stick in that text is an Old Testament picture of the cross. Somebody say, okay, Pastor Mike, I lost it. It's too late. That stick is an Old Testament picture of the cross. You're going to need to write this on your outline. But you, you need to know, as your gift and your goals get resurrected you're going to have to get control of your mind thorns on his head your hands hands nailed to the cross and your feet that's not just talking about your your walk it's talking about your lifestyle crown of thorns the, the cross crown of thorns nails in the hand nails in the feet you need to start changing what you think about which means you're going to have to guard your eye gate and your ear gate there's some stuff I don't watch brothers that, that <laughs> now you can get porno on your phone <laughs> when I was growing up if you wanted some porno you had to get the Montgomery Wards catalog and turn to the to this lingerie section <laughs> Don't hold up your hand. <laughs> you get the big thick Sears catalog and go to the ladies' underwear section. And ooh. Now they got hot and cold running porno. <laughs> Bless God. You don't need to go there. And your feet is some places you don't need to go. Bless God. And then the water. Now, we need to have our goals, the things we pursue, and our gifts baptized. The water represents the word and resurrection power of God. When you see somebody getting baptized, that is a symbol of something old dying and something new rising. And that's what God wants to do with you. He wants to baptize our goals and baptize our gifts and provide his grace. I want to show you something. 
Because see, Satan has told you a lie about you. Satan has said, you are worth about as much as a piece of paper, less than a tenth of a cent. Say so you nothing, you write something on there, and you keep it long as you can, and then when it's done, get rid of it. God says you have value. Why? Because he has written your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Let me, let me share something with you. Brother Joseph, come hold the microphone for me. Now, if you run around thinking you're just this instead of this, then when this happens to you, you'll think you're worth even less than you were as a blank piece of paper because you have listened to what the world said about you. It said you're too skinny. It says you're too fat. It says you're too bright-skinned. It says you're too dark-skinned. It says you don't have enough money. It says, what about your daddy? It says, what about your mama? It says, what about your family? It says, what about where you live? And the world will try to ball you up after it's used you up and throw you away. That you are more than that because of what God says you are. You have that. And I'm going to show you something. Don't everybody run up here. This is mine. This is my money. But I can ball this up. I can spit on it. I can drop it in the toilet, take it out, and dry it. I bet you it'll spin. Some of you, because you've been balled up, because you've been stomped on, because you've been thrown away, you think you've lost your value. And God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the apple of my eye. You are the sons and daughters of God. You are a royal priesthood. You are set apart. But what he wants to do today is to take your goals and to take your gifts and he wants to baptize them. I'm glad you're here today because you're alive. I know that today you have had an encounter with grace and you have value and he's given you one more day to become all that he wants you to be. Would everybody please stand? With every head bowed and every eye closed, Heavenly Father, we thank you that today we have available an encounter with grace. Lord God, teach us that even as your sons and daughters, we still need to know where the end zone is. Lord God, let us not get distracted by the cheers or the boos of the crowd. Let us get your permission to pursue every good and perfect gift. 
Heavenly Father, teach us the places we should go because that will help us know if we're ever running toward the wrong end zone. And then, Lord God, give us a team. Help us to make the right draft choices that we can be champions in the Lord. Heavenly Father, help us to value the gifts that you have given us, be they spiritual, mental, physical, or financial. Help us to know, Lord God, that we are gifts to somebody else. And we need to take care of ourselves so we can be about the Father's business. But then, Lord God, there's some today who live in the land of Eusta. I used to be smart. I used to be spiritual. I used to be physically strong. I used to have some money. Help us to know today that you are a God of mercy and grace. Today we declare that we are going back and looking at where we lost it. And we are applying the cross to our situation. We look, Lord God, for resurrection power to operate in our lives and for the impossible to become possible because we've been dipped in the very river of God. Heavenly Father, thank you for forgiving us of every one of our sins. Thank you, Lord God, that even though sometimes we've thrown ourselves away, you haven't thrown us away. And in spite of how heavy the weight is, you can lift us once again for your purpose with your power in your plan. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Michael Moore. We invite you to join us at International Christian Center in San Leandro, California. If you'd like to learn more about our church or partner with us, please visit ICCEastBay.com. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.